0: Welcome to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live, interviews with the biggest names in American rugby. The New England Free jacks Major League Rugby Champions. you one on to score! Here are your hosts, Bill Baker and that other guy. Hello everybody, welcome back to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live, I'm Bill Baker, that's I keep on messing this up. That's John Fitzpatrick. <laughs> the other
1: guy.
0: Yeah, the neon sign is flipped on. U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live is open. Uh, welcome back, Fitzy. It's been a week. It's been a long week. <laughs> it's been a How you doing?
1: long week. Good, man. I, I, I mean, we're, at the, we're on the eve of uh, the start of the Major League Rugby season. How about that? Gosh, is there gonna, a... Did you think we were going to get here? <laughs> oh,
0: with everything going on in the offseason, who, who knows what was going to happen. But uh, I mean, is there a game Friday night?
1: No, there's not. Saturday afternoon. Oh, glory, D.C. Nola Gold kicks us off 4 p.m. Eastern. Oh, very nice. Last in year, D.C. Last year, there was a Friday night kickoff, I believe,
2: which yeah. is fun.
0: I love those Friday night games. I hope they do more of those this year. It uh, yeah. was a good time. I'd love to have in three games, three three days of games. It's always, you know, more more rugby the better, right? I agree, we, man. So listen, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got MLR. This is kind of like an MLR uh, preview show, 2024 MLR preview. USA Rugby pre- preview as well. Lots of news came out recently about USA Rugby as well, men's and women's sevens, and, of course, 15s. And 15s is an ever-revolving wheel of information coming out. So before we get into that, before we talk more about that stuff, let's do a little business, all right? Listeners, if you don't mind, please uh, you know like, follow, and subscribe to this show or subscribe, either way, and copy the link and share with a friend. Also, reviews really help the show grow. Go ahead and drop them in there. Uh, follow us on social media and visit Eagles Overseas and RugbyMorning.com for more. Let's talk about the offseason first. Major League Rugby, a bit of a tumultuous, if I said that word right, offseason. Uh, let's just kick it off. New York and Toronto folded. Uh, Toronto didn't surprise me. New York did surprise me. What are your thoughts on those?
1: Um, yeah, we've, we've covered this ground before, but just high level, just sad, unfortunate what happened in in Toronto with the passing of Bill Webb and the, the group there just not being able to keep it together and and keep a team in MLR. It's unfortunate that Rugby Canada wasn't able to maybe like swoop in and try and figure things out. I know, I know unions are cash strapped, you know, of course we, we see what's going on in the premiership, Super Rugby, you know, the Melbourne Rebels, or, or leave in, and they're going to pick up your quarries from Argentina again. So, like, right. I get it. You know, there's issues going around, but CVC partners, it, it, there's money starting to flow into rugby. But so unfortunate that they couldn't figure things out in Toronto. Go ahead.
0: Right, right. No, you, no. Sorry. Um, but you know how it is when some doors close, other doors open. So now Miami's coming in. Uh, yeah. RFC LA is coming in. And now Anthem as well. And we're going to dig a little deeper into L.A., Anthem, and Miami a bit too. But I'm excited about these three. I think already what I've seen from L.A. uh, in the social media as well, I think it's it's, it's just not some uh, uh, quickly put-together team maybe like Anthem is. I mean, I think they're going to be legit. Will they win a lot of games? Who knows? you know the season will tell
1: yeah I, I think optimistic about rfc la only because the 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 ownership group seasoned rugby operators they've you know they mm-hmm. oversee they run tel aviv and, and rugby europe cup over there i think they came in second place in that competition i could have it wrong but they, they know a way around putting together a solid roster and marketing and all that stuff so and look it's la i mean all you have to do is I'm not saying you copy what the LA Giltinis did, but they had fun. That was a fun squad to watch. Yeah. That was a fun style of rugby that we played in a town like Los Angeles. You kind of need some of that glitz and glam. And that might not necessarily go well with rugby hand in hand with rugby, but we gotta try things a little bit differently. So I'm excited to see what they're gonna do. I would be surprised if they finish five hundred. I think their the record will be a little under that, but I don't think they'll be I, I, I yeah. don't think they'll be winless in their inaugural in
0: their first season in L.A. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And then finally in offseason, uh, a big news later in the offseason was the uh, MLR and US RPA agreement. Uh, we had Mason Peterson on not long ago. Um, really excited about that agreement. The, the union now is... Uh, established, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, lots of hard work, some, some Savetta, Campbell, uh, uh, Matina, whoever else has been involved that, so uh, I think that's great news for MLR and for the players, I guess time will tell what that really means for them, really, you know, uh, and also I think when we get someone on the show again, we can talk about, you know, how did that work really with RFC, uh, RFC LA, you know, players moving off, you know, losing New York, I guess we're going to find out more as time goes, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's professional sports these days. Uh, the union is part of that. You know, that's part of just the the, the whole sports industrial complex. So yeah, I think that was a missing piece. Um, and, you know, there's some pros and cons to it. I don't want to get into that, but I think it, it, it's a good step forward. What I'm most excited about is probably more of the off the field commercial opportunities that could potentially Mm. arise for players, more player marketing, more licensed products. You know, the the stuff that fans and other sports leagues collect, the bobbleheads, the trading cards, the jerseys, the name and number t-shirts, the posters, all of that stuff is down the line when you have an organization like usrpa representing individual representing the group as a collective and they can actually go out and work with companies to start put their ip on products so to me i'm most excited about that because that's really where you can start to tap into the younger fandom that
0: is needed to really grow this thing 100%. 100%. All right, let's. We're going to jump a little forward. We have someone uh, actually going to join us, join us in a second. Believe it or not, someone actually knows a lot, a little more about uh, uh, MLR news. All right. It's, it's not a free jazz guy yet. All right. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, he knows, obviously, a lot more than any of us does about any team. But we're going to bring in our, our, ML, and our the MLR stats guru. Some would say legend of the stats. When I say some, I mean me pretty much so <laughs> let's welcome james Daly. how are you james
3: uh bill how see you're very generous there bill probably a bit too generous
0: but well we gotta best. start somewhere Ooh. yeah we gotta start yeah. somewhere we need t-shirts we need uh someone's got to you know you know what they say it's like if someone's really good at something it's it's if they keep on telling people that it means they're really not that good at it so the fact that you're not saying that all the time means <laughs> you're pretty good at
3: it <laughs> well I, I like to think i'm humble but um Yeah, I found a little little niche for my hobby here, so
0: uh, I'm just going to keep going with it. Nice. All right, James, let's jump into it. Uh, We're actually going to start at the end, all right, because news just came out recently about the the 24 playoff structure has been confirmed. Eight teams, uh, top four from each conference. Uh, What's your take on this playoff layout? Is this something that that is good for fans? Uh, Or actually, more importantly, good for the league, good for the competition?
3: So, yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's an expansion. There's going to be eight teams rather than the traditional six in the, uh, the postseason. Um, this was already announced as the plan kind of prior to the unfortunate folding of, of New York and uh, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so I think this was put in place with, I guess, it would have been 13 teams in mind at that point before Anthem came in. So maybe mm-hmm. it was going to be 14. We don't know. Um, I, I still think Anthem was was a very kind of short uh, time span. I don't think it was planned. Otherwise, I don't think MLR would have released a schedule in December. Um, but yeah. I think this is the this is the the playoff format they had in mind anyway. Uh, I think they they decided to stick with it. Now, when you look at it initially, there's 12 teams in the league this year. Eight of them are making the postseason. That's hmm. two thirds of the league. That's probably too many, but my guess is that this format is going to be in place for when the team expand, when the team, when the te- when the league expands to fourteen, sixteen teams, and it's going to start to look a bit more right. even. Yeah. The ch- the big change here is that we get two more playoff games. It's still going to be happening over three, well, three rounds. I'd say it's not going to happen over three weeks. Cause um. Well, it is over right, three there's, weeks. But there's a two week gap for the international window between the en- end of the which is good,
0: which I'm the glad they did.
3: It is. It is good. It means that, you know, we're not going to have playoff teams running out, you know, backup players or depth right. players. We're gonna, they're going to have their best for the, the best, the more most important games of the season. We don't have to call it an eliminator anymore. It's just going to be a conference semifinal. And the top seeds in each conference no longer get a bye to the conference semifinal. Sorry, to the conference final. So it's going to require three playoff victories to win the Shield, which is, I think, a first.
0: Uh, right. And, and and I do. Sorry, James. I do like the fact that there are um, what four, uh conference semifinals. Uh, I do like the fact that these teams, the home teams, have a chance to make more money, bring in more yeah. ticket sales and concessions uh, and then and no buys. I, I, I do like this. I mean, it is a building league. I think money needs to be coming into these stadiums, into the teams.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, like we already mentioned, there's a two-week gap between the regular season and these anyway. So I guess they kind of, unless the players are playing in the international window, they kind of get a bye uh, or two weeks bye. So everyone should be fully rested unless
0: you're Except playing for those
3: players. <laughs> all of rugby. There is really so, you know,
0: <laughs> but, all right all so, right, uh, go ahead, Fitzy.
1: Oh, no, I think James is about to go again.
3: Sorry. Oh, yeah. I think generally it's a good thing. I think people – it looks a bit lopsided for this year, but I think they've put it in place with future growth in mind is yeah. the conclusion I've come to.
0: So let's let's, let's jump forward here to uh, the preseason, MLR preseason. And Fitz, I'm going to ask you uh, first. Uh, injuries. Obviously injuries are a deal when it comes, especially with the uh, uh, trainings. Um off-season stuff, you know, uh, at my free had a couple guys hurt. They're coming back. They didn't get hurt in the preseason game, luckily. But uh, Utah Warriors' Joe Mano is. So, so Fitzy, uh, other guys other than Mano, or you can talk about Mano also, that you've heard that really uh, are going to be a big hit against these teams already?
1: Well, I'll, I'll – Quasi answer the question and say, and I think this is stuff we've talked about in the past before. But to to more legitimize the league, um, I, I do think because it's been so difficult sometimes to to find out the injury status of players, right? Like we, you almost have to do a lot of internet sleuthing, and it's so funny because you know James was in the fantasy Rutgers league last year, and a lot of our players, the owners and yeah. the members of the fantasy league, would tweet at or direct message players and ask them, Hey, are you playing this weekend? Nope. They would get yeah. answers back. How funny is that? That's only an MLR. Like, can you imagine in the NFL if you tweeted, like, Patrick Mahomes, like, hey, Pat, are you playing on Sunday? <laughs> Never would happen. So, and that's because, and that's because in the NFL and other leagues, there's an official injury report that comes out like ahead of the weekend's games. I would love for MLR to get to a point where, <laughs> I guess we can start on, you know, at least forty eight hours before the game, making sure that all of the match day rosters are out. That'd be fantastic. But maybe even before that, if we could get if we could get an injury status or report does a couple of things, it legitimizes things a little bit on the broadcast side. Also, on a very potentially lucrative, you know, gaming gambling side, that is very important. You can't set lines oh, for yeah. games if you don't know who's actually going to play. Odds makers are in Vegas are gonna be like, I'm staying away from this because I don't know if Mano right now is gonna play in in week one. We have no idea. So and again, we're we're just speculating right now, but it didn't look good in that Utah Warriors preseason game. Mano came off at the, the first half. Reports, you know, sources on Reddit, and I, we all read the the thread there. Someone was watching the game or was there said his leg was wrapped. They took him off on a stretcher. That could be a knee. We don't know how long is he out for. We don't know. It could just be a sprain. And, and that's the thing. I, I wish I wish we had more news about it. So it, we, there's not just wild rampant mindless speculation like on a show like this
0: and, and james anything you've heard as far as uh injuries that may have happened over the past week or players we could be losing out in the first week or two for the season
3: nothing i think joe Mano is the one that sticks out yeah. i mean he, yeah. he p- scored 14 tries in 14 games last season that is a big name that well, utah will have some concern about um just on the on what fitzy said about you know he wishes that the teams would release four more regular uh, IRs, like injury reports. Some teams are doing it. Some teams are getting better at it. Unfortunately, Toronto was one of the ones that were doing it week by week, yeah. but that might be because they had a dozen injuries every
0: They had so years many, years.
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, I know the Free Jacks did it. I know some other teams have kind of played around with it. It's 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 a bit of a weird one because like you don't want to divulge to the opposition, obviously, hey, these guys are going to be injured for a long, long time. Uh, you don't want to divulge necessarily what exactly is wrong with them. you know these guys, although they are professionals, they don't make superstar money. it's quite can be quite personal if they're in, injured for let's say six weeks. Um, so I don't know whether you want to resort to just you know upper body lower body, whatever but there's there's probably some kind of sensitivities around that that the, you know these guys yeah. don't make millions and millions yet but at the same time it it's it's more it's more about informing your fans. Like if, if people have favorite players and they're not going to play, it's probably better to let them know in advance rather than turn up on match day and not see their favorite guy. I don't know. It, it's, it's hard one, I think.
0: Well, you know, let's, let's, you're thinking with injuries, like NFL does for certain reasons, NHL does for certain reasons. Uh, one thing I want, I want the league to uh, uh, have a certain time of week, say Friday at noon or Saturday or Friday at noon, to announce their rosters for the whole weekend. I know it's difficult times, but other leagues do it. And for people like myself that looks for this all the time, it's great to know at 7 a.m., all the premiership teams, alliance club teams, um, are posting their rosters at noon in their time. So it's nice to know. I'd love to see uh, 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 an MLR do that. Uh, we do have one question from one of our listeners, uh, and then I want to get into the current season. Uh, this is actually a good question. I mean, it, it just it, it makes you you wonder. Also, you know, does do do they think the, the it makes the league look bad, and therefore don't report? I don't think that's the case at all, Bell. I, I I just think there's no normality to it right now. I think it's just I don't think teams are out there hiding the fact that Rickett might be hurt or whatever else. I, I just I just don't think there's a, a um, you know I don't know a plan for it, right? Or maybe they are, Fitzy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a good question. I don't. I don't think the injuries make the league look bad. Injuries, right? From everyone who's ever played any sport, injuries are, are part of the game. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just something you have to deal with. Um, but I just do think there needs to be some type of standard from the league around some type of injury reporting. And to James' point, yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be a specific. Oh, a third-degree ankle sprain, a lower body injury. They do yeah. that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you have yeah. the sideline reporter say. Uh, return questionable lower body injury. Yeah, but we all saw it was a lower body injury. <laughs> for that report. But, um, you know, it's some, some, some type of standardization just around injury reports. And, you know, I, I'm not saying let's copy what the NFL does, but they do have, you know, 90 minutes before kickoff. You know whether or not a guy is going to be probable questionable doubtful or out and i kind of like that because that gives you a better sense of you know whether or not someone's going to play so something along those lines if we can inch closer to that that's great and james yeah I, I love how some teams are doing that themselves and that's great but i do think there needs to be some standardization of that
3: no i completely agree it should be the only the only thing i could think of about like having a hard deadline is you know what if someone gets injured in pregame game warm-up that's going to be yeah. significantly you know that's that could be five minutes before kickoff yeah, well, yeah. five minutes but you know what i mean
0: <laughs> all right let's jump forward to the season before we do that though listeners if you're on youtube uh facebook twitter linkedin a couple of those i'm not sure which ones uh drop comments in the comment sections questions comments for us you can talk about how nice my shirt is whatever or uh, the rugby atlanta shirt's awesome um drop them in there we just we just showed one a minute ago nicely done uh all right going into this season um let's first talk about this and, and i think You know, we're going to talk about Anthem, we're going to talk Miami, Dallas, that kind of stuff. These are the biggest storylines going into the season. But one for me and a few other people are the New England Free Jacks or whoever wins last year's championship. You know, we always ask, what's their you know can they repeat you know what's the possibility of the free jacks repeating over possibly san diego again or seattle or or whoever we'll talk about who who will be there with them if they get that far but uh when i was digging up a little more research and and i know a little too much about this obviously because i'm a homer uh but i i love the way the free jacks celebrated last year and in a town like boston it's extremely easy to get involved in the whole sports scene. Like this is, uh, you know, uh, uh Kyle Sekiro with, uh, Milan Lucic from the Bruins. You know, he, he got a chance to throw out the opening pitch after winning this. I would have chosen better shorts, but that's Kyle, uh, <laughs> you know, captain out there throwing the opening pitch pregame at the Patriots game. I love the way that the free Jacks do this. The, the other teams might've also, I didn't, I didn't see that, but I just, I just love the whole victory parade idea. And I think, I think the community really has taken in this team of the New England free Jacks. Um, so, real quick, first of all, I'm going to go to you guys first, uh, James. You know, you know the rosters for uh, for the free jack. You know the teams they added, the players they added. You know the coaching they've kept. Uh, is this their is this their league to lose? You know, aren't they obviously their favorites because they've won it and they haven't lost of players.
3: I mean their their expectations should be to win it again. They've they've mm. done it. They've been there. They it I think it's going to be hard to surpass a 14 and 2 regular season. You know, only one right. team's done that in history and that was San Diego last year. And I mean coming mm. into 2023, I think San Diego were the team to beat and Free Jacks did that. Right. I think they might step back, but I think they're going to easily make the playoffs and you know apart from one hiccup in in uh what was it, 2022 against New York they haven't looked like losing hmm. so i think i think they are the team to beat this season they definitely are the team to beat in the eastern conference i think the eastern conference is easily theirs
0: I'll
1: quibble. I'll quibble with easily. Um, The free Jacks, yeah. The free Jacks (laughs) certainly pole position in the Eastern Conference, um, and their expectations should be to to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I think the other teams in the Eastern Conference have improved. I I do think Old Glory will be better. I think NOLA Gold will be competitive. Um, Remains to be seen what we'll see out of um, you know Anthem, but you know, Miami will be an interesting team to watch. If you look at what. Uh, new England did in the offseason, certainly some key departures, but the players that they brought back on, uh, and, or at least you know, new signings. Right, Kyle Bailey, taking him from OGDC. I liked, really, I really liked Kyle Bailey. Martin Segrin, you know, the Chile captain. Mm-hmm. I think yep. he's a stud. Yeah, you know Patros obviously is back and, and the simple fact that Scott Matthew the head coach returns right you've seen in other teams where the, the coach of a winning team kind of jumps on and, and moves to a different opportunity one probably because Lord because of better pay um, you know or two just because it's it is so hard to repeat. Um, but this is a little bit different this year like I fully expect the New England free jacks to be back in that Eastern Conference final who they meet. If they make it to the M.L.R. Championship, we'll see, uh, because that Western Conference is so stacked. But right now, I would put New England yeah. a clear shot at the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Well,
0: uh, I we have someone who doesn't think that they might get there. Uh, we have someone who definitely uh, thinks they will get there, uh, and I, no no introduction needed. He just had it up there. He has his own graphics, his own graphics oh. team, Jacks Rangers, Phil Harris. How you doing, Phil?
2: Pretty good. Great to see you, Bill. You know, uh, always a pleasure. Uh, James Dealey, great to see you, my friend. Uh, I hate to hear about uh, Toronto, but I'm so glad that you're continuing the uh, MLR stats. And uh, Fitzy, here you are. Uh you 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 still got my jersey, pal. We're about to put a hit out on you with uh, Wally Wadi old crew. So uh get that back up to me at some point or, or uh some bad things might be coming your way. Come down and get it. Come down and get it.
0: <laughs> All right, oh, Phil, God. you 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 heard our opinions, you heard their opinions on this. Uh give us a little insight on the free jacks off season. Uh we talked about a couple of their additions to the team. Uh yeah. their insights on additions and why you feel like they they definitely will win it again.
2: I mean, they've retained 65% of the championship winning roster, right? That's historically high in MLR. They've retained 11 out of 12 backroom staff, including the head coach and one of the assistant head coaches. They bring in a guy who is the, the director of the pathway within the Melbourne Rebels as the other mm-hmm. assistant head coach. Uh, so, I mean, you're just, you're, you're, it's, it's a, it's an absolute, you know, wealth of, uh, you know, coaches and players that the New England Free Jacks have. The depth on this team is absolutely insane. Um, the guys that they brought in, a World Cup captain and Martin Segreen uh, from Chile, mm-hmm. uh, Seta Baker, who's going to do great, great things in the loose forward area. The, the loose forwards of the Free Jacks are the best in the league, uh, and they have been for quite a while. So it, it's insane when you think about all of the guys that have to compete day in and day out to get a starting job in that area. Jason Potts return, returns, um, league MVP, um, we and Conradi somehow is still with the Free Jacks. Like, I don't understand how some <laughs> team in England or somewhere else didn't pick this guy up. Like, what is the scouting network around the world? It, it's not very good if, if we and Conradi is still here. Um, the best eight man in the league uh, as well. And he proved that last year with being the forward of the year. So uh, there's a lot to be excited about with the New England Free Jacks,
0: for sure. Uh, anyone to uh, uh, you know rebuttal what he says or say no that's wrong, Fitzy?
1: <laughs> well, one, I think I think the way their season begins and ends, you couldn't ask. And actually, I have a bone of contention with Major League Rugby. The simple fact that they they allowed the MLR defending champions to open up against Anthem and close against Anthem. I think that's outrageous. That's interesting, and it's and it's funny because the Jacks Rangers have 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 been very vocal in going after the San Diego Legion for giving them grief for not playing New England at home knowing full well that the San Diego Legion do not control the schedule so I think that's a little a little bogus <laughs>
2: I feel like we've that. gone after the league why would we go after San Diego
1: specifically I, about I, I will that's pull up I'll pull up receipts of you guys going after the San Diego Legion right. well, giving them grief for being cowards for not scheduling a match against
2: oh yeah 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 I, I see, at we home, see, knowing we full well at home. At home. Shit, I schedule. kind of forget what happens yeah, yeah. knowing right. that you all well, and close your season against the anthem which is which is a little ridiculous quite honestly we can only play who's put in front of of us right like i can't control that that new england free jacks can't control that it is what it is and ultimately it, you know i really enjoyed what james said earlier the eastern conference is a bit weak it's a it's a bit of a tomato can conference um, i don't think james two- said weak james didn't say weak <laughs> but, he, but like he ne- he never it's, used it's that difficult word. to gauge you know the east conference has
3: two new teams in it it's difficult to de- gauge how are they going to perform especially yeah. with one of them is is essentially focused on up-and-comers who you've said yeah. that they they get a baptism by fire playing the reigning champs in week one. That That is not particularly fair to them. And especially if it's an MLR funded project, that's a or well, partly MLR funded project. That's an interesting way to go about things. But, um, you know, like, like Phil said, you got to, you can only play who's in front of you.
0: That's right. And, and speaking of who's in front of them, we, we did have uh, Tamara um, Shepherd on our show a number of weeks ago. And we did ask her about that. Where we said, Did you want to have the champs up front to get that out of the way, both feet in the fire kind of deal? And her take was, No, we had nothing to do. It's all luck of the draw, which is, I believe her, but it's just odd how it is bookended for the Free Jacks. You know, two easy win, Well, easy wins, it should be uh, for that reason. But uh, Phil, let's talk about a couple of the players. Uh, you and I both saw in person Larue Milan jogging at practice yep. one day. Yep. Uh, w- what's your back? What's your information on Larue? How's he doing?
2: Uh, he would not be making the trip to Charlotte, but um, he's one of those guys that's just really bre- blessed with excellent recovery. Um, that's what Scott Matthews said. If you if you check out our episode with Scott, just a couple episodes back, he talks about for about a minute and a half with regard to uh, Larue's recovery, and it's going extremely well. I talked to Larue myself, and it sounds like you know he's he's getting there. Like there's no setbacks at this point, so he should be available in the coming weeks, which is very encouraging because he's definitely one of the star players in that back line.
0: Absolutely. And nasty injury. Oh. Yeah. It nasty. could have
2: been a lot worse, right? And, and it's, it's one of those things like, you know, he's, he's blessed that he's able to recover quickly. That's
0: what Scott was saying. Is it's really impressive to see his recovery. So that's great. Alright. Phil Harris from Jacks Rangers. Uh, buddy, good luck this season with the Free Jacks, and I will see you in Charlotte in a couple of days. Yes, you will. Goodbye to everybody except for John. Bye.
2: <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Who's
0: <that? laughs> Alright, guys. That, like I said was phil harris a dropping guest who is the expert uh podcast host of the jacks rangers the new england free jacks um official podcast but uh, we'll go with that anyway uh all right guys let's let's move forward let's go to the the champs to the team they're going to face first the youngest team in the league anthem um carolina anthem rugby carolina whatever their name is uh you know james i'm i'm excited i'm excited about this team i mean i don't i'm not excited because oh yeah they're going to win games i'm excited because what this could mean to the future of uh, usa rugby or for these guys you know jake turnbull was on the show and he's the senior guy on the team and he's excited about it too he says there's there's some studs out there on that team there's some great athletes like Davis still uh you know give us your take on this team uh, james
3: well i think you should be excited now the it's, 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 it's been controversial. I mean, we already discussed, you know, do yeah. we think this was last minute? I think it was definitely last minute. I think it, it kind was. of came about in about two or three weeks, to be quite honest with you. And I think that MLR were kind of pushed into it. But credit to them, they've made it happen. They, you know, it's come to fruition. They're playing this year. Right. It's a fantastic idea. And it's got, you know, essentially two World Cup cycles to build to aim for th- 2031. They're. Their uh, objective is not going to be let's win the shield this year. It would be some sort of legendary if it does happen. But they're building for who are they're building a squad of players that are going to represent the USA in 2031. Now they're going to have a test in 2027 and the run up to qualifying in 2027. But you know this is just getting the ball rolling. The expectations should not be you know go to go 500. The expectations should be develop players. Now. I don't want to see a Norton 16 season. That's not yeah. fun for anyone. Um, yeah. I want to see them pick up a couple of a couple of wins. Um, I'm not sure who they could come against, to be quite honest with you, but who knows? You know, there are, like I said, there are three new teams. It's hard to gauge. You know, we know the players on paper. We know the teams on paper. It's hard to gauge how they're going to meld and work together on the field. But at the end of the day ignore the results this year i'm not particularly optimistic for that but i am very optimistic for this project and where it's going to go there is no downside to be quite honest with you especially if you live in charlotte like you have got a pro team now congratulations i just (laughs) lost mine good for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah a few towns did uh yeah, it, actually a bunch of people I've talked to in Charlotte who I'm going to see this weekend or I've, um, I bugged them with rugby since I started working with them 15 years ago and they finally have a team and I asked them you guys going to the games? of course we are we, you, we can't get your, your voice out of our head about rugby so we have to go <laughs> Fitz Did I'm going to have... go to you now oh. yeah I you know it Fitz let's go to you let's go to South Beach I mean seriously let's go to South Beach right now let's get the hell out of here <laughs> uh, a, 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 a team with Amazing uniforms, bright colors. Sure? You know, a, 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 yes. Apparently, um, the newest powerhouse in Miami. Um, I wouldn't call Miami Dolphins a powerhouse or a Heat right now, or the Marlins. Well, Marlins are pretty good, but anyway. <laughs> well, are you excited about Miami? I mean, I, I'm kind of. This there's, there's, there's some good players in this team.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, you can look down this roster and I'll name it just a couple of them, but like Bempanasso, Cap D'Eagle, Eric Naposki, he's he's a talent. Manuel, Manuel Ardao who a uh, Uruguayan flanker who I think number of tackles and breakdown steals, he's going to be fun to watch. You know, Felipe Echeverri. A lot of these names, you know, I may not be necessarily pronouncing correctly, but I think there's there's that real strong South American influence or influx whether it's yeah. Argentinian, Uruguayan, which again, that part of the world in rugby is really coming on, and that is great to see. And look, Miami is a fun town, and I'm glad that the team really kind of leaned into that maybe Miami Vice vibe, if you will. You know, <laughs> um, I-, I think. Miami will be a a fun team to watch. They do also have some some young American talent on that squad that uh, will get an opportunity uh, to play. So I'm excited to see what Miami is going to do. Marcos Young, another guy that actually I'm kind of a little little, um, disappointed that he left Old Glory DC. He's going to be a fun one uh, to watch. And, of course, um, look – Will Miami be competitive? I think they they will be. I don't think they're going to be like a like a three team like a three win team in twenty twenty four. I think they, they could they could they could potentially challenge for for, for yeah. five hundred, uh, which is great. And what I'll be most interested to see is what the crowd turnout will be down there in Miami. Um, we've known that sp- other sports have have had some challenges in in miami major league baseball i mean the marlins <laughs> huge yeah. monster of a stadium they never sell it out the only time they've ever really sold out that stadium was, was for the world baseball world classic, series right when, oh yeah when were, right yeah the right. world baseball classic right when like puerto puerto rico and venezuela and others were playing in there sold out in loud right which is great to see Certainly, you know Messi down in Miami, and you know he's gonna he's they're right in that same complex there. You know, there's something exciting about potentially seeing a, a Messi sighting at a Major League Rugby game. How freaking cool would that be? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of just like fun stuff that's happening in Miami that hopefully they can tap into that. Um, so yeah, of course we're excited for for what uh, Miami will bring to MLR this year.
0: James you uh, you've been putting together these amazing graphics uh, for the Eastern Conference yeah. and and for those listening in now tomorrow he releases the Western Conference graphics but looking at your Miami sheet here um, which names picking up pick out a couple names that uh, you're looking forward to watching I mean for me you know looking at Ben Bonassa going over to Miami you know I've always liked um, Sean McNulty in, in the past and Cabelli of course but how about yourself
3: Well, I can speak. Well, Dan Pryor's in there. He was a big part of the San Diego run last year, and uh, Mm -hmm. he's been there. He was with San Diego for a couple of years, but um, he's gonna, you know, give some give some experience. He's a fantastic option at back row. Uh, They've got a couple of Welshmen in there. Kirby Myhill and Rob Evans. They've got Premiership or URC experience uh, as well as a couple of caps for Wales each. So you know, Mm -hmm. there's there's talent there. There's got a few Canadians in there. Shane O'Leary was fly half for the Arrows last season. Avery Oiterman is a threat on the wing. He came back last season, but was an absolute machine in 2019, um, for the arrows as well as, uh, Giuseppe De Toit, toy, who's Canadian international who played with the arrows and then went to university last season, but has now returned to LR yeah. with, uh, Miami. I don't think Miami has any problem in attracting players down to Florida. Um, th- there's, there's some big, big names in there. Some, some Argentinians, obviously the ownership is Argentinian and, um, um, it's good to see a few Uruguayans sprinkled in there as well. Oh yeah. Um, but but I do think there's, there's Ben Bonasso, I think is a huge uh, you know pull for them. He's uh, he's obviously Argentinian and American. He's um, playing for New York last season. Well, for the last couple of years, he was a big get. And my understanding is he actually moved there before New York, the New York News. So it was his choice rather than anything else, which I think is is important.
1: Bill, one, pl- one player that I just want to call out here um, – I, I don't know if you flew under the radar, but uh, the, the scrum half, Damian Morley, I think is interesting. Oh, yeah. Because – yeah, yeah, because he um, – right, he grew up, what I believe, and started playing rugby in like New York City or Xavier High School, that the well-known yep. rugby program where – A couple um, of players uh, came from like, there, yeah. Yeah, Mike Petrie, I believe, played and may have yep. been a coach at one point, but he, I believe – Won some scholarship, was playing over in France, was playing in South he Africa. Uh, now he's in MLR. I mean, just a name to keep tabs on as a potential um, Eagle Scrum half to be. You know, i would be interested it to see if he can get on the field. I mean, he's got a lot of big names ahead of him wearing that number nine jersey, so it'd be interesting to see if he's able to get on the field. But, you know, if he yeah. still some minutes here and there, it'd be fun to see how he develops.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think off the top of my head which club he was with in France. Uh, it might have been... Um uh, Toulouse. Or, okay. Toulouse, yes, thank you. Academy level. So I'm not sh- I don't yeah. remember how much he was playing for them, but, I mean, he, he should get some playing time with this team, hopefully. Uh, off the bench, at least. Um, but, yeah, and, and, and speaking of guys like Morley, I'd, I'd love to see others, a few others coming back, and I know you guys make fun of me because I, I had to change the name of my uh, whole social media thing, but uh, Maafu, you know, his brother is playing for Anthem. You know, uh, maybe he's yeah. actually starting to get a lot of – he's getting starts now with Biarritz. You know a few the players there as well, and we saw um, the Harlequins player uh, Akeem uh, signed recently with um, I forget who it was. Dallas. Dallas. Yep. Thank you. and and thank you for the segue there, James. Let's talk Dallas. No <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're going to keep with with you, James. This is in my mind a, a very improved team going into 24. You know, uh, from the gecko just recently announced the captains of Sangola and Ger- uh, Geronimo Gomez Gomez I think very good choice as Gola. really came of his own last year. Um, loves playing the game and it's going to and obviously is going to, you know, uh, highlight with the USA Eagles at some point too. You know, let's talk about them. Let's talk about the strengths. What did they add, you know, what makes them a stronger team this year?
3: Sure, well, I mean, first off, congrats to Sam Gola. He's an MLR captain in his second season after a rookie of the year campaign. That's that's very impressive. Yep. Um Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I agree with you, Bill. They they are a much improved team. Um, you know, they didn't have a first a good first season. They had a, you know, relatively good season last year, but still not particularly good. Uh, they did win a couple games, which is a step forward. But um, this year, I think they've really taken a step. I mean, you just mentioned Makin Ali Khan from um, from the Harlequins, who played in the the Premiership Rugby Cup for Harlequins. Uh, he's US eligible, importantly, so he'll count as domestic, and mm-hmm. he's only 22 as well. So I think he's he's one to watch. Um, Ronan Foley, yeah. the Canadian eligible yeah. Irishman, so he's also domestic, but he's an absolute sheen. He was for Seattle last year, really stepped up when uh, Hatting was injured, and uh, he was All great right. for the Arrows the year before that. Uh, another Welshman, um, Ben Fry, as well. He was he's a he's a great pickup for um, for Dallas. Uh, let's just run down this list. Uh, Joeli Tikoi Suva, which was sort of a surprise. Who was on the? He was apparently on the. Was he the one that was on the San Diego roster last year, but nobody knew? Uh, <laughs> and then there was a trade <laughs> in That's Dallas for San Diego, and everyone was like, "Oh, okay, I guess he was playing for San Diego." <laughs> didn't get any game time. Didn't get an ounce or anything. But he's now with Dallas. And he was good when he played for Nola, so we'll see.
0: Yeah. No, I I I like what I've seen so far this off season, and they've they've. I remember one point they had a lot of uh, um, USA qualified players were sticking to that route, and now they're adding in some other talent around those USA qualified players. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to be a pushover this year. Not that they were last year, but I, I definitely think they're improving. They're going the right direction that all MLR teams should do. Um, Fitzy. Yeah. Next year, year after, where and you, James? Also, your opinion. Where is the next franchise coming from? Is it's not going to be Mexico City, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do you remember a couple of years ago when it was going to be Hawaii? It was going to be Hon- Honolulu, Hawaii. And well, a super and that, rugby
0: team in Hawaii, also. Saint
3: yeah. Louis as well. There was a there yeah, Saint Louis, a, the Bombers. Year. Yeah, Louis.
1: Mexico City was the latest one, right? In in the link that got shared around. Yeah. If that were to happen, fantastic, awesome, that'd be cool. Um, if you're playing for Mexico, you're of Mexican descent. I mean, you're not qualifying as domestic, right? Even I mean, but why not though, right? Because Canada is just north of the U.S. and Mexico is just south, if I know my geography at all. So should that happen? Should that happen?
0: Let me um, get a map. Hold on.
1: I'm sure there's a, there's a border joke in there, but I'm going to stay away from it right now. But, uh, no politics. Yeah. It, it Look, it's... If I had to put odds on Mexico City having an MLR team in 2025, I'd put it at less than 30% because, like, we haven't seen anything else since then. That number might even be way too high, right? Um, could – is it more likely that someone, say, gets it together in New York? Maybe. You know, if you, if you listen to a couple of interviews, um, the, the owner of um, – Asian uh, Balfour, the the Seattle SeaWolves owner, you know he seemed pretty adamant that like, hey, New York's going to come back online. He mm. even seemed to think that you know Toronto could potentially come back, and James could probably speak more to that. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> so, I, if, if Mexico City comes online, fantastic. But um, you know, there, there's other hotbeds in and around at least the U.S. where yeah. could, I could rip off three or four cities where there's a good rugby culture, where it's. It all t- it just takes a, a pool of owners who've got <laughs> some deep pockets and an understanding that this is a long-term play and knowing that they're going to probably lose money year after year after year after year until, until there's a big media rights contract that comes down the line. And it might be a little bit.
0: Well, I think we're either going to be in Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota, or Vancouver Swans.
3: <laughs> I did see the uh, the Vancouver Swans. There's also the Vancouver Highlanders up there, which we're not quite yeah. sure what they're doing yet. You know, there's quite a lot of movement up there. Um, They've picked up some good names. They have they picked up names. a few, a few uh, arrows, names of some of um, some former SeaWolves as well. You know, I'd, yeah. like, I'd be interested to see what this rugby players challenge is that they're they're doing. Um, I did fit see I had thank you so much for mentioning that the arrows might be back. I did see a post from their Academy saying they're still planning a 2024 season. So there's still mm. something there, awesome. but uh, maybe not at MLR level. We, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, one, one place that I haven't, I actually haven't heard anything about and I'm kind of surprised at is, uh, Ohio, uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, the aviators in that, you know, they were in pro rugby the precursor to MLR, um, I think Rickard Hatting played there, uh, as well as a few others. Hmm. They haven't really made any ground into, you know, they haven't really said they're going to commit to anything like that, uh, joining MLR, but it is a hotbed of, of rugby in the U.S. And, um, you know, that's somewhere I would like to see it see it expand to. Because it's well, not that far from Toronto and I can drive down, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> have you ever, have you actually been to Atlanta? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. You're supporting MLR MLR with that uniform. I like it. It's a cl- I will. It's a. I will. Sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. It's I a clutch item.
1: <laughs> I will say, James, when you were and I love the uh, the Twitter poll or you were doing uh, to try and get uh, people oh, to yeah. vote on what team to cheer for. And I was definitely trying to rig the crap out of it. There are a couple teams <laughs> I, like, I cannot have James cheering for certain teams. One team in particular. And they almost won, but they squeaked. They got there was an upset, and I made, I tried my damnedest to make sure that everyone who had an X account voted for the other team. And sure enough, they won. So, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking credit for the fact that the Free Jacks are not the team you're cheering for, but I'm going to take credit
3: for it. Yeah, I'm not sure what how much um, there was strategic voting there in, in that. You know, the the Jacks Rangers have kind of riled up every other fan base, and I think every other <laughs> fan base yeah. may have teamed up on them. Hundred <laughs> percent.
0: I got to look at a, a list. I want to know if every MLR team has somebody like like Fitzy and his partner there who does. Um, is there like an official, not official from the team, but like an official uh, MLR team podcast? Does every team have one? You know, I, I only know of a couple, so hopefully, it gets there. Yeah, we'll work on that.
3: And run ones. I think the Seattle, the SeaWolves, did run an official one for a bit years mm. ago. I don't, I don't think that.
0: Well, not even official team run, but like one that's come out on top. Like Jacks Rangers, obviously, is a big one for the Free Jacks, and we're the only one I know of. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I think it's good. I think we're in a good place, guys. I I, I like the future of this league. You know, I, I, I like that we're able to do this and say, and be angry about things. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> yeah. be happy about things because if if we didn't have a league, we'd be sitting around going, "Okay, when's passion. USA play next?" Passion. <laughs> passion that's it. Passion. <laughs>
3: all right listen nice to uh i don't have to worry too much about rugby canada which isn't isn't particularly optimistic about anything to do with well, that darn that was gonna to to be a women's next segment team,
0: that's fine. <laughs> women are doing great yeah <laughs> all right james we going to let you go uh james deal everybody he is the mlr stats guru and our legend of the stats i think there's another phrase we can make up like like uh children of the corn kind of thing. Like stat, I don't know. Whatever, we'll figure it out. I'll let you look on that <laughs> <too>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> James. Thanks so much, and we will get you back on here soon to talk more M L R.
3: Sure thing. Thanks, guys. Good thanks, to see you, James. Bill. Good to see you, Fitzy.
0: Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Children. Children of the stats. In the corner, I don't know. We'll get there. <laughs> that
1: might that might make the cutting room floor down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. There's no editing, not this show. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> all right, Fitz, we got we got a little more time here. Let's jump. Yeah. Let's go right into USA Rugby. All right, yeah. um, you take it from here. We got sevens this weekend. Uh, what are we looking at?
1: Yeah, for the first time in L.A., both the men and women will com- be competing, which is which is awesome to see. Uh, obviously, last weekend they were in Vancouver. The men performed pretty well, just missed out on the top three. They got yeah. the fourth. USA women, you know, I think, uh, the, you know, we talked with Emily Bidewell did a couple of days before the Vancouver one, and she talked about these two weekends being— you know they really focus on performance. I would say they probably um, were disappointed with how they played in Vancouver. I mean they're
0: always Women, yeah. competitive,
1: but that, it was it was that last thirty seconds of the um, of the uh, God. What am I breaking on the match? Where there was the uh, there was the the yellow Australia? card. Yeah, it was zero zero, and then the yellow card, and then they scored, and it was just madness. And it's in a game like sevens, how it can just be thrown apart. I think they're going to hit the podium for sure. The women in, and I, I got to think the men have a shot too. But if you look at that pool, yeah. let's look at the pool for for the women: Canada, Spain, Great Britain, and Canada. They got third in Vancouver, uh, good for them. But USA shouldn't have any issue. Should not have any issue getting out of pool C, uh, right? You know, and then advancing through the quarterfinals. They're always going to be a threat um, to make the podium. If you look at the men's side. Pool will be New Zealand, USA, Samoa, and Australia. That's a (laughs) tough one. I mean, that is a tough one. The crowds will be good for it. You know, there will always be a good crowd for that. But you couldn't have asked outside of – I mean, yeah, so they're not – not in the Aren't they supposed to
0: Argentina. get, like, an easy pool? Isn't the home team supposed to get an easy pool? <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Yes, they are. You know, yeah, they avoided Argentina. Argentina's been on fire uh, the last four weekends, but...
0: Ireland, have, have, yeah, they know, have an easy one.
1: Yeah, it's going to be... They have to, they have to beat Samoa, uh, and then they got to, you know, steal one from New Zealand or Australia or figure out point differential. But they have a tall task in front of them. But at the same time, you know, talk to Mike Friday and others, you know... They're, they're playing better. They're starting to come on. Perry you know Perry Baker's back. Kayvon Williams back. Joe Schroeder's back. Madison Hughes is back. right? So they're all yeah. like, you know, Maka UNFA, He's like, I butchered his name. I apologize. But all these playmakers are back, right? And you can see how they are playing better and better each match. And look, they've got eyes in, in Paris there trying to get a medal. This would be a great opportunity to show the world like, hey, the dogs are here. In yeah. LA on home soil against New Zealand, Samoa and Australia. Tough challenge. I mean, I'm excited to see what's gonna happen.
0: And I'm actually excited about this weekend for a couple of reasons. One, the sevens, but then uh, MLR sharing yeah. the same field. Double which R. which it looks like uh RFC LA is doing it again later yeah. with um, one of the either USA men or women, I forget which one. Women. Same weekend, the, same the Canada, women.
1: April twenty eighth,
0: yeah. I like that idea. I, I really do. There's no really no reason why you know if we don't have to. I mean, let's say a team San Diego has ten thousand fans. They don't really need to be piggybacking anybody else. But <laughs> yeah. whether it's the, uh, um, the the women's league here in the United States domestic league or or MLR, why not? You know, why not try to piggyback off of these fans? It, it just makes it a bigger spectacle. You know, it, well, it, it yeah. just doesn't hurt. A
1: couple points on that. One. I do think, and I hope it happens, I do think there's a chance that there could be a new MLR single game attendance record set on the RFC, their very first match in, in franchise history. If that crowd sticks around from LA Sevens, you, you got to think there's going to be 15, 18, 20,000 there for the finals, mm. right? you would hope 25 like let's okay rosy picture 25,000 i think the stadium holds just under 30 maybe 29,000 28 All right if you have let's say you have okay let's say you have 23,000 fans to watch the finals right okay you're gonna have some people leave because of family stuff but if you could have 13,000 stick around you're you're real you're really close to that mlr attendance record how cool would that be
0: how's uh, it how's it what's the schedule like though i, I just how that day schedule like
1: the timing's going to be tight so the fortunate right uh the complex there there and RFC LA will not be playing all over their home games at the main stadium at Dignity Health <laughs> Sports Park there's like a there's like a oval a track oval where some other games will be ha- happening so if you go on their website you can see that so that's probably where the teams will like warm up mm-hmm. getting ready and then a short brisk walk over into the stadium for maybe like 10 to 15 minutes of tune up as they're like breaking down and finalizing and getting confetti and things like that off the field or whatever and going through the medal ceremony. Get that off. And then, okay, we've got a Major League Rugby yeah. game. Oh, they're, I would suspect 45 minutes to an
0: hour. Oh, so it's after the cold medal match. Yeah. It's, yeah I it's don't understand. To okay. Like, that's Bang great I mean there'd be a lot of drunk sevens fans there but why not it makes it rowdier that's what I, mean.
1: that's what I mean. yeah, yeah. Like- people
0: all wearing USA gear I mean that's it's just like the party atmosphere and The only thing better than that would be after the old Las Vegas sevens because that was that was crazy crazy crowd. Yeah. no I, I'm excited about it. I think it's I think it's awesome I th- I hope it, it you're I hope you're right hope it's a, a record that'd be amazing doesn't matter if it's organic or not it's it's a rugby crowd yeah right yes. more eyes uh, jumping forward uh, where are we next LA will host USA women versus Canada April 28th and we also have USA men versus Canada Canada August 31st for two separate tournaments obviously uh, Pacific Nations Cup for the men uh, I'm pumped again more games this is this is uh, when is this later or is this, this is uh, men are in August yep. and women are in is this the one that I'm looking April, at? April, May. Yeah, that April, yes.
1: May.
0: Um, that's all the, the men's stuff. Yeah, that's right here. But yeah,
1: yeah. Pacific Four Series is that April, May window for the women.
0: Now, I do hope, you know, this is not a bad thing for East Coast people because we know or we have heard there will be matches on the East Coast. Uh, nothing official has come out, but they're definitely, uh, we already know that Scotland and Romania will be in North America around that time, mm-hmm. and they're not just playing Canada so <laughs> I don't think when I know that is
1: and I'm not allowed to say it
0: no I know uh, when that is we don't know I mean it's 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 they're here in North America obviously Canada's playing both they've already announced when they're playing them so if you know those dates they'll be the opposite weeks for USA <laughs> and where and I'm very excited about where also and I, I, I kind of got um, hints of that as well so I'm looking forward to make, uh, clearing my schedule for those matches uh, mm-hmm. but it's good it's really Eagles? good to see yeah. is, what's that
1: Maybe I'll see
0: you. I don't know. <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs>
1: Bring that show guy well, down from wherever he's from.
0: Yeah, uh, Pacific Nations news came out. We, we were just talking about. Here's that's the uh, the initial schedule right here. Uh, the dates are not exact, but obviously we have uh, USA Canada in LA, Canada Japan early on, and then USA Japan uh, in. In Japan. So let's go to that game. Let's go to that match. That's not that far to get to. Let's go out there. Let's go out there. <laughs> and then also announced just recently was is the WXV yeah. uh, play in, uh, you know, that the whole yeah. Pathways project. So if USA finishes in the top three yeah. uh, in their Pack Four, okay, I'm getting backwards here, um, then they will compete, the Eagles will compete in the WXV Tier One. They have a good uh, shot at that. They, they do. They really they have do. A good and, Australia. And, Yeah, I mean, it's the top three. They if they don't finish last, they're in, right?
1: Yeah, because New Zealand, so New Zealand, right? New Zealand, Canada, Australia, USA, Canada, New Zealand have already qualified for uh, the Rugby World Cup. So, if I have this right, so then the next two would be Australia, uh, USA, Australia. They they, there's a good history back and forth. Between them, right, we we stole their coach, right, yeah. our head coach. <laughs> They're, you know, a couple of points, you know, a couple of placements separated in, in the top ten. Both are going to be gunning to want to get into the WXV1. You know, I, I got to think the USA Women's Eagle have a really good shot there.
0: Yeah, I'm a little worried how they'll do at the one level after what they did at the number two level last year. I mean, we're all going up from here. I think USA will get back there. I do like the mindset that uh Fuka, Fuka has, like Scott Lawrence has for the men. It's 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 more of a mindset, you know, uh, and getting back to the days of glory for USA rugby. Uh, what were you going to say?
1: I would say, one, I think the interesting thing about the, the- – Pack four series is the timing with the premiership women's rugby and whether or not right. we'll have players released because uh, that will be.
0: I don't that. think that's a problem. I think the teams need to release them, or is that not a typical international window? Well, let's look that we, up.
1: We know, we know some leagues do not like releasing USA right. nationals, especially in France. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly who I was. Uh, yeah, the top
0: fourteen. Yeah, I, I think they're okay. I mean, we only have one eagle playing in France. Although I have not seen her show up, she's actually in, um, in the ID camp in in Charlotte right now. This week, she was supposed to be. I thought she was going to be in. Uh, was it Paris, Pink Panthers? AAU uh, is her last name, I believe. A-A-I-A-U. Mm-hmm. Um, she's with the uh, the ID assessment camp in Charlotte right now. I thought she was going to make her appearance with Paris, but she's not there yet. So she's the only one outside of Alliance other than Charlie Jacoby down in uh, uh, Southern Hemisphere playing for Queensland Reds. So as far as I know, those, those are the only two um, that have a different schedule going on right now. Uh, I guess we'll see. I guess time will tell. Um, But, yeah, that'll be interesting if we don't have Kate Zachary and a few others, uh, you know, uh, Carly and whoever else in that roster for the women. And then men, of course, like we mentioned earlier, uh, the two-week window in the opening of the playoffs to allow those Eagles to get out there and and not suffer uh, with the MLR sides. Although, when they get back, they might be all beat up and not willing, not wanting to play. (laughs) Anyway. That's it. Fitz, anything else you want to add?
1: No. Uh, have fun on your trip down to uh, Charlotte to watch the Anthem take on the Free Jacks. That should be a lot of fun. If, I mean, folks can probably see some of the... You'll be doing some interviews and stuff. Will you be releasing yep. some in real time this weekend?
0: Um, depends. It's a it's a rugby weekend, so obviously a beer or two might be involved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the plan is uh, pregame on Sunday night. It's a 7 o'clock game. About four o'clock or so, I'm gonna start conducting interviews with Scott Lawrence, uh, Alama, uh, the head coach for the Anthem, uh, a few other people, a couple of people from the Free Jacks, mostly mostly Anthem uh, related, USA related people. Most likely, that's gonna be released during the week, either uh, uh, a little bits or a, a full on show, depending on um, you know what I can get together in time for. Maybe even a Sunday night for Wednesday night for this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'd be a great time. I'll be at. Um, a club game on Saturday, Atlanta versus Charlotte, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great time, and, and I'm excited about this weekend and uh, see where this, this team goes. How much, yeah, Jacks, uh,
1: how much are the Free Jacks going to win by?
0: Uh, I'm going to say at least 40. You know, it's the first game. You know, who knows how rested they are. I mean, the team they put out against Dallas wasn't really their first side, let's say. Definitely mm-hmm. where are a lot of guys out there that probably won't be playing a lot. That's not taking away Dallas' win. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> can, I, uh, but, uh,
1: can I interest you in a trade for David Still? Because I kind of want him on my squad.
0: That was a late round pickup that could know, win I me was the so whole thing.
1: I, he, was next, he was next on my list. I was ready to fire yeah, away. Yeah, I'm remember, going remember that text you know, from you. No time. <laughs> oh, Damn, this, Still?
0: I keep on popping up other things.
1: And you were the only person. I was like, who's going to take
0: David Still? No one else, like, no people, no one else knows him. You were, it,
1: was, it was like you, right? I was like... I swear, Bill takes David still.
0: All right. Listen, listeners, uh, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Please like, follow, and subscribe. Share the show with your friends. Uh, Check us out at Eagles Overseas and at Rugby Morning on most social media channels. Those listening in, those who uh, gave us comments and questions, thank you so much. Uh, It helps out quite a bit because we... You run out of things to say. So, <laughs> uh, that said, Fitzy, uh, have a great night, have a great weekend, and we will talk again soon. And thanks everyone again for tuning in. Cheers.